Coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. Coach Kevin Furtado. Hey, if you want to know who are the best high school basketball coaches and leaders in our country are, you need to stay tuned and listen to the Championship Vision Podcast. We have some of the most renowned and best high school basketball coaches and PE teachers from around the country. Coaches you might not have heard of, but have amazing ideas. And I firmly believe every coach in America has genius within them. It's not all about the state championships. It's about the impact you have on your kids and your community. So stay tuned to the Championship Vision Podcast. Coaches, how are you? It's Coach Kevin Furtado from the Championship Vision Podcast. This is episode 218. Today we have Coach Keith Guy. Coach Keith Guy has been coaching high school basketball for 17 seasons with a 366 and 66 record. He is currently the head boys varsity basketball coach at Muskegon High School with a record of 175 and 24, eight seasons, achieving a state championship in 2014 with a record of 28 and 0. Prior to coming to Muskegon High School, Keith was the head coach at his alma mater, Muskegon Heights High School, where he posted a 191-42 record in nine seasons. In addition to coaching basketball, Keith Guy is currently the athletic director for Muskegon Public Schools. He's a graduate of Muskegon Heights High School, Muskegon Community College, Ferris State University, and Central Michigan University, where he received his master's in counseling education. Born and raised in Muskegon Heights, Keith resides in the city with his wife, Keisha. He has three college-age children, Kiara, 24, University of Toledo, Christian, 22, Northwood University, and Cameron, 19, Ohio State University. His teams have won the state championship in 2014, three state championship appearances, six final fours, eight quarterfinal final appearances, eight regional titles, 16 district titles, seven conference titles, finished ranked number one in state in 2014, finished ranked number one in Midwest in 2014, finished in the top 20 in the country in USA Today. Coaches, what, what Coach Guy is going to talk about today is his culture of his program at Muskegon on that, as he has built a consistent winner there in Michigan. So uh, I'm really looking forward to talking to a coach from the great state of Michigan. Let's welcome Coach Keith Guy. All right, coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. Uh, we have a great honor here of talking to Coach uh, Keith Guy. He's the athletic director and the head boys basketball coach, legendary coach at, uh, coach at Muskegon High School in uh, uh, Muskegon, Michigan. So uh, he's born and bred out there. So it's going to be really cool to kind of see how he's built one of the best programs in Michigan. Coach Guy, welcome. Hey, thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me, man. We're honored to be here. Absolutely. Hey, kind of share a little bit about you. Um, I know you played for one legendary coach out there and Coach Gilbert, but talk about kind of your journey as a coach and where you're from and how you got to this point where Man, you're transforming kids out there. Yeah, you know, as you said, I uh, born and raised in Muskegon Heights, Michigan. Um, attended Muskegon Heights Public Schools, graduate graduate from there, proud graduate. Um, 
went on to uh, play at uh, Muskegon Community College for two years. And then I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship to play at Ferris State. Uh, played there for a couple of years. Uh, came back home. Uh, did, I did some uh, grad coaching at Ferris and then came back home, coached the freshman team at Western Michigan Christian. And then I was assistant at Mama Mater Muskegon Hikes for two years. And then our uh, head coach, Lamar Chapman, moved on and he uh, took a assistant coaching job at Central Michigan. So I was, I was fortunate enough to, uh, uh, to get named the uh, varsity boys basketball coach at Muskegon Hikes. I spent, uh, you know, eight years there, uh, or nine years there. And, um, you know, after that, the school went, uh, had a, we had some success there, coached a lot of good teams, good players. It was, it was home for me and I was living a dream. And then all of a sudden, you know, our school closed and they turned it into a charter school. So it was almost like, you know, they, they weren't going to offer uh, athletics. We didn't know. So I got an offer to come to uh, Muskegon Public Schools, which was at that time, Muskegon and Muskegon Heights were rivals. And uh, I was fortunate enough to to get an opportunity to come here. I was uh, here as a boys basketball coach and athletic director and been here ever since. And, uh, and we've had some success and um, hopefully we can continue to build on it. Yeah, for sure. I, I want you to get into kind of the mentors in your life on that. I always, I think we're a, we're a direct reflection of who we've been around, right, Coach? I mean, if you're around bad people sometimes, sometimes, I hate to say it, you know, that's what happens. I think your environment's important. You've been around some great coaches. Uh, kind of tell us about the great mentors in your life who have shaped you. Oh, yeah. You know, first I have to start with my parents, um, my mother and father who, who who had the biggest influence in my life and you know, I had, you know, a lot of coaches and teachers, uh, you know, Lee Gilbert, um, Lamar Chapman, who I coach with, um, Robert Dye uh, was great for us, uh, Glenn Metcalf, um, he was assistant principal, and then uh, he coached me as well at Muskegon Community College, he was assistant coach there, uh, Danny Smith, who who played and starred at Muskegon Hikes, and was uh, also the, the principal, so I worked under him, learned a lot of valuable lessons, and uh you know, then I was able to play for, you know, uh, Gene Gifford, Lee Gilbert. Uh, then I was recruited by the legend, uh, Tom Ludwig, who coached Fair State and probably one of the all-time winningest coaches at, at Fair State. Um, and then Edgar Wilson came on. And then I was also coached by uh, Bill Saul, who's now the head coach at uh, Calvin, Calvin College, Calvin University. So, um, you know, I've had a lot of great mentors, been a lot of, around a lot of great people. Tom Izzo being one, and uh, you know, I've just just been fortunate that God has put a lot of great, great men and got a lot of great mentors in my life. Yeah, Izzo's not a bad coach, right? Oh no, not at all. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't get any better than him. That's for sure. That's for sure. Talk about Michigan basketball. I mean, I'm you know I, I'm from California, but I I've, I've been always coaching in Georgia, and we have good basketball here in Atlanta and around this state out here, plus football. Very similar to you guys. I think Michigan basketball is underrated. Everybody thinks of Magic Johnson, all that. He he was definitely one of the key guys. But talk about Michigan basketball out there. Yeah, Michigan basketball is, is has a great and rich tradition. A lot of great players have come through Michigan, and I think Michigan is continuing to produce them. As you can see, uh, you know Imani Bates, uh, who's going to play tonight on ESPN, number one player in the country. Um, you know, of course, the Chris Webbers and, and, and all those players that came through. Um, you know, I think where we uh, get a bad rap is that we just haven't been able to get the national exposure because of, you know, our, our state association and our rules and that we have. And that's no knocking anybody. But I, I would put our talent up against any talent in, in, the, in, the, in the country um, and the coaching that, that those players receive in this, in this uh, state is uh, – unmatched and uh you know i'm just fortunate to be a part of this great coaches association i think um muskegon i mean um michigan has the largest uh high school coaching i mean the the, the largest um coaches association uh bcam uh and i'm fortunate to to sit on that board with uh dan dan young who's our executive president um um that's the largest coaches association in the country and um so that tells you there you know how 
you know, strong our, our state is in coaching as well as talent. Yeah, and um, I tell you, and I always, uh, I think having a coaches association is important. Let's talk about that a little bit. We just started one out here in Georgia, Keith, and I mean, just started one because we felt like the coaches needed the impact on the decision-making by the high school association. So talk about what you guys are doing to kind of help us out. Um, and I, I'm involved with that because I do a lot of things, um, you know, as far as public relations and things like that around the state. But talk about what you guys are doing for the coaches. Oh, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, th this year um, we've done a – we did a uh, Zoom clinic um, that, that was highly attended. Um, we do a lot of things for, you know, the young coaches that, that, um, from – if you're a beginner coach – on up to a college coach. I mean, our college coaches in the state of Michigan are a part of this as well. Um, every year there's a, a great clinic. Of course, we couldn't do it in person this year, but, but of course we did it Zoom. Um, the Basketball Coaches Association also gives out, I think, a total of 15 scholarships a year. Um, it, it's a strong, strong force. And we work hand in hand with our state association, which, which makes things a lot easier. Our state association, uh, kind of listens or kind of we get a seat at the table when, when we talk about ideas and how, what basketball should look like in the state of Michigan. Um, and I think that's huge when you can have your 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 state association and your your um, your basketball association working hand in hand. I think you produce a better product for not only the student athletes, but also the coaches, fans and the communities that we serve. And so, uh, and I know you say, you mentioned you guys are just starting that. How, how, um, how long you guys been in existence? Well, we just started this recently. Matter of fact, uh, um, uh, we, I just spoke to the head of the association just recently, a uh, good friend of mine, Gene Durden. Uh, it's been about, I would say about three to four months, coach. I mean, it's very, very recent, but they, they all, we all felt the need for it. And now they're just trying to establish membership. We got to get coaches involved. Uh, and the one thing that I notice is, like now we've added the shot clock that's on a trial period right now. I'm not sure how much I'm in an agreement with the shot clock. Um, but, you know, I think they got all the coaches' voices in it, which I think was good. And so I think the association is already having an impact. Well, you know what, I think that's something that we – I'm all for the shot clock. I think we need it, uh, just in my opinion. I think if we, we're – uh, if we're trying to get kids uh, college ready, I think we have right. to to have we have to emulate and kind of simulate the, sure. the, the the college game. Um, but I think that's great that you guys are just starting off, and then you you've had a great impact. Uh, if you don't mind, if after after we get off, I, I would like to get you in contact with our executive director, and probably you can you can pick his brain and get some of our ideas that uh, can help you guys expand your membership because again I've, I've said it we, we we're the largest in the country and uh, i'm sure they have some things that they can pass along to you guys that can kind of uh, get the ball rolling a little bit that'd be great keith uh, and i'll put you in direct contact with uh, our leaders of the association what i do is i have uh, i have like a video series i just produce from all these coaches around the country i love to share them with you i'll send them to you and hopefully maybe you can share them with a lot of your other coaches I just love sharing ideas from great coaches. Uh, that's kind of my role <laughs> right now. I'll, I'll leave the big decision-making to other people, but I'll definitely put you in contact with the right people. That'd be great. And uh, we, we need your help for sure. Coach, talk about, um, talk about the Big Red. I, I, I kind of really love your culture in your overall program. Um, you, get, you, have, you're, you have a lot more going on than probably your average public school. You have kids that really need athletics. They need to be part of something special, a legacy. Talk about what you guys do. Well, I guess what you call it is the Big Red, right? Uh, absolutely. Um, that's our culture. And you, you, you hit the nail on the head, Kevin. Um, our kids need uh, the extracurricular activities and, and sports and, and athletics. And uh, our administration do a good job of providing that platform for, for our, our athletes, student athletes. Um, we are the number one win in this program in Michigan history uh, in football. Um, we um, also probably, I think in the top 10 in the country, I think we're number seven in the country all the time. 
Um, we've had some recent success. I mean, we've our basketball team. We've we've finished in the, in the top five in the last couple of years. We won a state championship in 2014. Had back to back Mr. Basketball winners. Um, so we've 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 had we played 20 regular season games. So we've had since I've been here. We've uh, just finished my eighth year. We've seven of eight years. We've uh, won 20 at least 20 plus games. Um, but our, our main thing, our main focus, Kevin, is we talk to kids, we, we talk about um, making them better men first and then better basketball players second. And so uh, we try to focus on, on the, the, the total person and trying to make them become, you know, much more than just a basketball player. Uh, we're fortunate here to have, and we talk about um, scholarships and championships. And we do know that every athlete and every student athlete is not going to go to college, but that's our goal. If they, if they want to go, we want to provide those avenues for them. So we have in the state of Michigan, I think we're the only one that offer this position. We have a academic athletic advisor that's here just for athletes, but they also have a counselor. So our athletes have two counselors, you know, and, and, and I'm a counselor. Uh, my master's is in counseling, but I do know that a lot of, you know, guidance counselors have to focus on different things as like, uh, such as uh, graduation requirements and, 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 and those types of things. But our academic athletic advisor will um, focus on the, the NCAA or the NAIA side of things. So they're making sure that kids are in the right classes, making sure they're getting the core classes that they need to fulfill the NCAA requirements. Um, so since I've been here, I've been fortunate enough um, that every player that wanted to go to college uh, that has started and finished with our program has had the opportunity to play at the next level on, on one of those levels, whether it's junior college, division three, division two, NAIA, division one. So, you know, we're very, very, very proud of the fact that we're pushing kids to the next level and giving them an opportunity and a start at life. Yeah, that's great. You're having, a, I mean, a really big impact on them. And and you sounds like you're almost running a college program. I mean, that sounds like you got a lot going on there. I think that's a great idea. I think more bigger public schools should really take heed to that. I think it's great advice. Um, what if a kid really has potential to play at the next level and but doesn't want to go and play it? Well, how do you, what do you do then? Uh, how, what, what's What's your strategy for that? That's a great question um, because, again, like I stated earlier, all kids um, don't want to go to college, and that might be our, our hope for them, but if, if, if that's not the path they want to take, we have to put them in situations where they can get a trade, um, put them in contact with, with, with you know, some of the in industries here in town or, or wherever they want to go, and try to steer them and guide them into that direction because it's not have, it doesn't have to always be about – the sport or athlete, athletics. This can be about, you know, you know, pushing them and giving them a start, a head start on life. And so we kind of gear them. We have a lot of contacts in the community that we we uh, kind of get with to make sure that our kids are are getting those opportunities. And you you hit the nail on the head, Kevin, when you said we try to run a college program on a high school level, and um, we want our kids prepared for all situations and all all parts of life because. Again, it takes more than just college um, degrees to be successful in life. And it also takes, you know, a skilled trade. Um, and, and they make money as well. They make a good living. And we want to just point our kids and, and expose them to as many opportunities and, and avenues as possible. Yeah, for sure. And there's a shortage of vocationary. I mean, we're shortage of mechanic. We're shortage of, I mean, a lot of skilled labor that we, I mean, and it, that those, those are great livings. I don't think we do enough of that in the public school sector. I think we used to, You're right. um, but not anymore. Why is that the case? Is it money? Because I know everybody thinks they have to go to college, but I don't think college is for everybody. Of course, you just you just said that, but kind of continue on with that and how you can kind of redirect people. Yeah, I mean, I think that was a big push <coughs> early on from, you know, uh, you know, from my parents, my parents, you know, my mom, you know, she worked at a factory and, and, and one of the things is with her, she wanted a better life for me, which 
she pushed me toward the college um, avenue. And, and at one point, public schools, that were, that's what was being stressed to, to students. Um, now I think we're starting to uh, kind of, I say, even the playing field a little bit and, and, and kind of pushing all avenues and not just college. Um, because at one point it was looked upon um, as, you know, you were less than if you didn't go to college. That's not the case anymore. And, and I'm glad that we are getting back to those, those basic principles because, you know, it, college degree doesn't guarantee success. I'm, 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 I'm all for education. And don't get me wrong. I'm an educator myself, but I, I just want people to understand. And I want our kids to understand that college degrees don't all, all equate success. It gives you an opportunity for success, but it doesn't guarantee it. And you could go out and, and, and own your own business without a college degree uh-huh. and be a, and own, and be a plumber <laughs> and, 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 and earn a great living. So, you know, we just have to do a better job of, of, of giving, telling all stories to our students. Yeah, providing those opportunities, right, Keith? I mean, that's, that's a big part of our job. I don't think we do enough of that, to be honest with you. It's not all just academic side. Even though I'm at a highly academic school, I think there's a lot more things we could do. Uh, talk about the uniqueness of your culture. What separates you guys, your basketball program, from another school, other schools in Michigan? You know what? I, you know, I don't know uh, if I can say what separates because I think, and I think you can probably attest to this, is that most of the good programs have a lot in common. They do a lot of the same things. I mean, number one, you, you, you hold kids accountable. <laughs> um, you live a life that, uh, that you don't, they, don't, they won't be ashamed of and you're not ashamed of. And you be an example for them so that they can aspire to be something. Um, our programs, we hold kids accountable. We, we, we had set our expectations very, very high. And I think kids will meet them. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, you put the, if you put the expectations low and set the bar low, I think kids will, 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 will meet that. But if you set them extremely high, I think kids will do that as well. And so, so one of the things that we talk about is being on time. Uh, we talk about, you know, putting your, doing what's doing right by people you know, treating people the way you want to be treated. Um, we talk a lot about character. Character is who you are when no one else is watching. So although, you know, we want you to be a better bas- a good basketball player, we want you to be a better person. We want to be able to trust you outside of the sport, outside of school, when you're in the grocery store, uh, when you're in the mall and you're representing us, we want you to be that person that somebody can come back and say, that he's a nice kid, he's a nice young man. You know, I want my kid to be like that. So, you know, it's built on hard work, dedication, um, you know, character, um, accountability, um, and just just making sure that, that that kids understand, you know, what the expectations are, and we have to clear the and clearly define what the expectations are, and and try to meet them where they are. And and, and I'm big on relationship building, Kevin. Um, I think that's that's bigger than anything. I think if you can build relationships, um, I think you you'll be. I don't I don't care if, how much basketball you know up front. I think uh, to be a successful coach, I think you have to build relationships first and be able to relate to your your, your student athletes and be able to convey uh, your message to them so that they would uh, you know bust through a brick wall for you or, or, or do whatever it takes to not disappoint you. And so those things are, it's big for us is relationship building, accountability, uh, high expectations and, uh, you know, hard work. There's no substitute for hard work. Yeah, I think certain coaches, I really do feel this way, I think your really best coaches have a knack for that. I think um, it's not something where they plan to have meetings and they, you might see somebody in the hallway and say, hey, what's up, man? I mean, what, how's it going today? I mean, you can read their body language. I just think certain coaches have a knack for a coach. I could be wrong, but I'm <laughs> sure you're walking the hallways and you can see a kid. Um, you're ready to go help them. Absolutely. That, that, you're exactly right. I mean, I, there's, no, there's no secret why the successful coaches are successful and others aren't. 
Um, I think it, 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 there, there are common denominators for, for uh, great coaches. And I guarantee you character, relationship building, hard work, accountability is in the ingredients for all of those programs. Yeah, I totally agree. Hey, I want to know what you guys, what your system's about. And I, I just want to share with you what we do. We have three things in our program, and that is, number one, we compete, we rebound, and we have a term that we call mudita. It's a great girl's term, okay, all right? But it's about helping others, all right? So, hey, if you have my best player, if she's 0 for, 0 for 15 and she's on the bench, man, she's cheering them on. Yeah. That's, that's mudita. All right, because I don't see that a lot with kids, to be honest with you. So we practice all that. But with rebounding for us, our first drill of the day, man, we, it's called attitude rebounding. We don't start with anything else. So we finish, start and finish with rebounding. What do you do in your system? How, what do you build? Like, what's important to you? A big thing for us is defense. Uh, we are um, a 95% man-to-man team. Uh, we try to get after you full court. Um, we don't, we, we, we put more of a like pack line up. We don't play, a lot of people think we do, but we don't play passing lane. Uh, we allow the guy, to, uh, the player to catch the ball, but we're, we're right there when you catch it. We want a, a team to score over the top of us. Uh, and we want to have a body in front of them in the basket at all times. We want to protect the paint. Um, so we work on a lot of defense every day. Um, you know, help man-to-man defense. We would not – I would hate to get back cut. We don't get back cut in our system. Um, we, 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 we base it on a lot of communication, hard work. Um, and, and, and the other thing is, like you said, um, we, we, we try to instill uh, enjoying playing for one another and playing with each other. I agree. I love a lively bench. Um, I, I want you engaged in the game no matter if you are – playing that night or you're not. If you're a starter and it's not going your way and we have to replace you with one of the uh, players off the bench and they're playing good, I want you to be genuinely happy for that, that particular player. Um, so we, we, we institute a lot of that. Uh, we are of a high tempo. Uh, we're in a lot of sets uh, when the fast break is not there. But we want players to be players and we don't want to dictate every, every move they make, but we do. We have a lot of sets, and we'll we'll sprinkle a lot of flex in there as well. And I know a lot of people don't like the flex, but we'll sprinkle a little <laughs> flex in yeah. there. It, yeah. it does something for our team, I think, when we become stagnant. And it, right. and it creates, you know, a lot of movement and off-the-ball movement for our guys uh, when we become stagnant in the game. So, I mean, we, we, we do a lot of different, you know, things. We'll, we will trap in, in, in certain times, and we, 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 we have different coverages with the ball screens and, ball screen coverages and, and we work on all of those and it's a lot of time spent in defense and learning our terminology uh, because we want them to be college ready but as you said we have to be it's built on toughness defense and rebounding and taking charges for us is uh, huge and top three things if you can rebound defend take charges and share the basketball we're okay and you can play for us you can be tough Coach, what are you doing now? We've already started. We we played one scrimmage. Have you guys started yet? What's the plan for for you, for you all in Michigan? So in Michigan, we are behind everybody, of course. Our girls started tryouts Monday. Um, we can't start official tryouts until uh, this upcoming Monday, which is the 16th. Okay. Um, but uh, the state has already um, ruled out scrimmages for us. We won't be able to have scrimmages. We're going to have to practice this year without scrimmages going into it live uh, to a game. So uh, it's going to be a little different. We didn't have much of a summer. Uh, I graduated with nine uh, seniors last year. Uh, we are relatively young, but we have, you know, a program because our kids run our, our system all the way through the basic parts of it from, from the eighth grade, seventh grade on up. So they know our basic part of our system. But, you know, just missing that summer and, and missing uh, – you know, no scrimmages. It has me a little on edge, I have to be honest, uh, because you know, although we have some talent, but we're we're going into this with, with some guys that didn't have a lot of varsity experience. I, I do think we're going to be fine. We might struggle a little bit early, but uh, I, I do like our team. So I'm assuming your culture is going to be tested, right? Because those guys, young guys, 
Again, I'm sure what you're doing, I love what you said about your seventh grade on up is running your system. That's not the case at every big school. I mean, you have to have hands-on that you make sure. Hey coaches, this is Nick Bartlett, marketing manager here at Dr. Dish Basketball. And we're thrilled to be a part of the 2020 Championship Vision Virtual Clinic. Coach Kevin Furtado has been a great friend of ours for a few years now, and we greatly appreciate his commitment to growing the game the right way and providing great resources to the basketball coaching community. At Dr. Dish, we're always here to help as well with our state-of-the-art equipment, drills, and content. If you're ready to upgrade to the best training machines in the world and join top programs like Duke, North Carolina, Florida, Louisville, and countless others, we'd love to have you as a part of the Dr. Dish family. Remember, we take trade-ins on all shooting machines, including competitors, for significant discounts. And just by registering for this clinic, you're eligible to receive an additional exclusive $300 off your next Dr. Dish purchase. For more information, visit our website at drdishbasketball.com. Give us a call or shoot me an email directly at nick at drdishbasketball.com. And make sure to follow us on all social media channels at drdishbball. Your system is being run. Talk about that a little bit. I like that. Yeah, I, you know what, because I don't want to be known, Kevin, as a team. I want to be known as a program. Right. And, and, and if, if I only teach that at the varsity level, then we're a team. And then I have to reteach it every year. There are some basics that should be taught in my seventh grade. And we do clinics with our seventh grade coaches. That's and great. Coaches, and, and we have meetings with them. They're part of our staff. Once their season's done, they're required to come to practice to watch and to learn from us, they, they go out and film and they do everything that we need them to do because they're part of the staff. But we we teach the basic defensive principles at seventh grade on up. And we teach our basic offensive uh, schemes there so that kids will know what I can go to a seventh grader now and 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 ask them to to V cut. They know what that is. Um, if if we're in our man to man defense, they know to jump to the ball to do the job. They know to to watch the man in the ball, they know those things. They know that we're forcing uh, baseline and not middle. They know those things. And if – so that, that, that for me is comforting because that's – by seventh – from seventh grade on up, and they become, to me, it's a habit. It becomes a habit for them. And it's ingrained in them what's, what's being taught. So, you know, it's – that's – I think has definitely equated uh, and helped equate to our success. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It sounds simple, but I don't, I don't know if it's really done because what I see a lot in the big schools, I talk to a lot of coaches out here in Atlanta who have tremendous programs, but they're hands off with their middle school program. To me, that's a shame. But uh, I imagine, Coach, you have an impact on who's hired at the seventh and eighth grade. I know you do. Oh, absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm the, I'm the athletic director. And, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hey, but you know what? As an athletic director, Kevin, my philosophy is this. When I hire the varsity coach, the varsity coach recommends to me who they want to hire. I'm not, they're the, I'm not going to push a, a, a staff member on them. I believe in they, they bring in their own staff. I love that. Yeah. They're comfortable to work with uh, that will carry out the message that they're comfortable with. And uh, it makes matters, it makes things a lot easier. Yeah, no doubt. Cause I, I think you have to be familiar with a coach. And I, actually, I, I hired, I was very lucky. One of my former players is now my assistant coach. And uh, she does a great job. She understands me. And she knows all the terminology. And she's great. She's going to be a future head coach. But um, I mean, she's really, she's really great to have with me next to my side. Um, coach, talk about your, talk about your defense again. I'm a believer in ball pressure, we do one-on-one -on -one every day. We call it hands-on ball. What I mean, I want pressure. I want that hand extended. I want arms extended. I want you in a low stance. And we have to work on that every day. And we're behind in our health defense, man. But if you have good ball pressure, you cause problems, right? Absolutely. You're 100% right there. Um, we teach it the same way you're talking there. Is we want ball pressure. We, want, we call it hand in the shooter's pocket. Um, we want live active hands, active feet, uh, but then off the ball, uh, we want guys stunting in those gaps and making sure closing down those driving lanes right. and staying engaged into the play. But like you said, we're, I mean, it's, that's, that takes time. Um, but, but like we were talking about earlier, because of my seventh grade and my program, it's a little bit easier to teach because these guys have 
had some teaching and instruction on how we want to play. But we are, we are, once you catch the ball, we are in your face. We're applying heavy pressure, but we also have 10 eyes on you, you know, and we want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're engaged in the play and not getting beat off the bounce, but we do not, we do not ever want to be, get back cut. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a cardinal sin in our program. Yeah, how do you teach that? Give us kind of a, maybe a drill, a concept on how do you teach that. Um, for, I guess if you're not de in denial, I guess you start in the gaps, Ryan. Ball you man more. Yeah, ball you man. But we 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 we, we with with shooters, uh, probably about eight years ago, we would probably be more in gaps. Now, I think the game in high school now has gotten a lot better with, with shooting the basketball. Right. So we play out towards our man a little bit more, but we keep our butts to the baseline. And we, we, we point towards the ball, point towards man, and we're, we're highly engaged. And we also, nobody cuts through the lane without filling a body. And okay. we let nobody get behind us at all. No, at no time should anyone get behind us. And our guys know, if they get back cut in the game, Kevin, they pretty much go come check themselves out. <laughs> that, right. that does not happen with us. Yeah, and that, that – I, I love that because that is – I'm sure that's one of your cornerstones, right? I mean, you got to have some things that, hey, you can put up with certain things, but I'm assuming that if you get back cut, boy, they know they're coming out. Absolutely. And, and that and, and also, if you're not a shot blocker, and, and sometimes there, there, there's – you know how it is in high school. You might have a team that's, that, that's, that's incredibly tall, and then the next year you might have a small team, right? So we want to protect the paint. With a shot blocker, if you have it, but also with bodies, and right. we say if it's just like the Kyle Lowry effect, we want everybody on our team to be able to take a charge mm -hmm. um, and step in there. Because if you start to take a charge, what what and you're known for that, and you're physical and you're tough. Guess what? Just like a shot blocker, when they go in there to shoot the ball, sometimes they'll they they won't shoot it; they'll come back out. If you got a guy setting up to take a charge, what they do? They come back out. So that's protecting the pain as well. So we, we teach you have to be able to take a charge in our system. If you, if you can't and refuse, you probably wouldn't play much for us. And we're built on toughness. We're that blue-collar type basketball team. And if you cannot and you're unwilling to sacrifice your body for our team, this, this uniform you can't wear. Yeah, give us a sound. Give us your best drill, Coach. Because I'm a man-to-man -man coach, but we also press matchup zone. We do a lot of different stuff. But – we're a man-to-man -man team. Talk, give me, give me your best core drill you do for defense. Uh, I think nothing gets better than shell drill, of course. But uh, to break it down, we uh, we do what we call campy drill. We stole this from Oakland University, where mm -hmm. we put, uh, we line three three along the baseline, okay, and 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 one with the ball in the corner, okay. So then we have three offensive guys that are already on the floor, one at the top one at the right wing, one at the left wing, okay? The guy that's starting with the ball in the corner will pass the ball to the middle guy, and he will diagonally go to the farthest guy away from him, closing out, okay? The middle guy will then pass the ball to his right, to the guy in the corner, and he will close out to the middle guy that's straight ahead. And the guy in the, uh, that has the ball in the corner will now pass the ball opposite of him to the offensive player, on the uh, the right wing. And we close out, as soon as the ball leaves our hands, we chop it, we're closing out. We have guys jumping to the ball in, and then we play different, we do different coverages there. So we do everything from our uh, dribble handoff defensive series to our ball screen. We'll start with a ball screen. Uh, so we'll, we'll go through all of our coverages depending on who we're playing that week or that day or the next couple of days or whatever, we'll, we'll start to to work on that coverage every day. We also do a ball um, screen away, um, dribble handoff, DHO, um, dribble it into the post. We do high-low stuff. So you can accomplish, we do everything out of this drill, and we call it the campy drill. And uh, guys are jumping to the ball. It's taught, they're taught how to jump to the ball. They're taught how to, to play help man-to-man. -man. They're taught how to, uh, they have to rebound. They have to close out. Uh, offensive guy, offensively, you're working on setting screens. You're working on, you know, feeding the post. You're working on uh, rolling after setting the screen or popping. 
So you, you it encompasses everything in basketball possible um, that you could possibly do. And we, we think it's a great drill for us. I love it. And I, I'm hoping I can get that. You can send that to me if you have. I definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, and I, I think another issue, and I, I love defense, that's why I enjoy talking to you about it, is contested shots. We work on that a lot because I don't know, I don't know how you teach it, but I teach, you know, extended hand, but you stay on the ground and you just be saw even I don't even like the wrist flipping. I like straight hand, no fouls, and just and we call it, you know, we yell rebound on every shot. It's a little bit different because we have a rebounding mindset. So we really are disciplined about that. But I sometimes I see false closeouts where girls like run out there and they go half, you know, it's like we we don't believe in it. That's like your backdoor cuts. So if you're gonna do a false closeout, you're gonna come sit out. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, Kevin, I think you're right. I, we're teaching it. I, you're not teaching the same thing. We close out the way you're closing out. High hand. Uh, we do not, very seldom do you see us run past a guy on a closeout because I feel like you do. Long shots leads to long rebounds. Mm-hmm. Or a ball fake gets you out. And, and, and we want, if you score the basketball on the Muskegon Big Reds, you're scoring over the top, over the top of the defender every time. Right. That's and if you beat us that way, you know we'll shake your hand and, and tell you we're a better team. We just don't want to beat ourselves defensively when we're in a situation where we're playing five on four, five on three, because we are undisciplined on the defensive end, uh, not rebounding, running past guys on shots and closeouts, uh, getting beat to the paint, uh, and those types of things. So I teach the closeouts just like you. High hand, no, don't even flick at the wrist. I want, I want it in your face here, mm-hmm. to kind of to impede the vision. You know, <laughs> sure. Whatever, and uh, we we hate closeouts to the stomach. I always tell guys, I've never saw a stomach with eyes. So, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. kind of I don't care if you are, we're in a scramble situation and a person, and we're running out to the shooter. As you're running out, the hand's going up. The hand's going up, and maybe if we can get that shooter to just take his eye off the basket and off the target one time, just to look at the high hand that might, you know, uh, cause a miss, miss shot. So, you know, those are things that we, we talk about all the time. They would stress that. Yeah. You have to emphasize that all the time, huh, coach? <laughs> it's it's like, it's, it's hard to do, but Hey, if you want to be a winner, you got to do it right. And I know you guys are a consistent winner coach before you go kind of talk to me about, how do you put together a practice? I'm a practice. I'm a. I consider myself a really good practice coach. What do you do within your practices? Matter of fact, what are you going to do coming up? I guess these next few weeks within your practices with a new team. You know, first of all, it's all first. We start with our base, and we try to start, like I said, with defense, and, and, and then we do we do a lot of uh, you know individual drills, ball drills, passing. Um, ball handling drills, you know, screening, uh, footwork off your shot. We teach the one-two on your shot. Some teach something different. We teach the low butt, high hand, step into your shot, one-two rhythm. Uh, we like to hit we, – we work on shooting, passing the ball in the shooter's pocket. Um, we work on all of those kind of fundamental things. Rebounding is huge. I mean, we, we work on – there's not a day go by that we don't do rebounding drills. And, I gotta, and we don't do – we always do defensive drills in there, and we do some some skill development things, and we break down bigs and smalls, and and so. But we try to keep Kevin. The biggest thing also is that we try to be competitive in everything we do. Right. Sure. You know, if 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 you are, and I, and I talk about this all the time. I'm not a college coach by nature. I'm not. I mean, I'm I'm not a college coach. I'm saying, but I do feel this. I I look for. I don't know what colleges look for, and I think a lot of coaches mess up at the college level, and I'm not trying to throw stones at anybody because they don't look for winners. Right. And so what we're trying to develop, some some are born with it, but I think you can develop a winning mentality. And so we try to develop kids being competitors and winners. And and if I think you can do that, that carries on to life as well. And so, you know, so everything in our practice – well, most of the things in our practice, and I wouldn't say everything, but we try to make it competitive. And um, from free throw shooting <laughs> to uh, the sh- uh, team shooting to individual shooting, rebounding. I mean, we do defensive drills sometimes where uh, we flip it. You only can score if you get a stop. 
you know, you only can score, you, you score one point for a stop, you get two points for a charge taken. You know, uh, the offensive guys can score if they get offensive rebound. And, and so, so, I mean, those, those things that we're just trying to breed, you know, our culture and our non-negotiables into our guys on a daily basis so it becomes a habit. Yeah, it's great, and I, uh, we uh, I love I love competitive stuff on that, Coach. I'm a little crazy with competition. I mean, I, we 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 have you know we have girls. If you get to the line first, like we call everybody, if you get to the line first, if you then we give you a win. We keep track of wins. We have a win chart. So if you get to me first, you get a win. We have literally girls diving on the floor trying to get. To um, but you know, hey, it's on the board. So you're either a winner. Now, when we say loser, we're not, we're not, we're, we're good with that. I mean, how do you teach that? Because I think nowadays we're soft, Keith. I think, well, hey, hey, you, you will lose in things, right? Yeah, we, you will lose, but we're not good with that, you know. <laughs> and, and that's the thing where, you know, it has to matter. You're not going to win every game. But I think if you're totally invested and right. you've, you, you've put a lot of work in it, it's tougher for you to give in. To, to, to quit on a play in the first quarter that cost you a game. Because, you know, I always say, you know, it is not just the last play that everybody put emphasis on that you lose a game. You, 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 you lose it also in the first quarter when you didn't box out and they gave up an offensive rebound, offensive putback. So, you know, with that being said, I just think that, you know, we emphasize it's not okay. If you've given everything you have and, 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 and you have – done everything you, you you supposed to do and you have nothing left and you lose and, and sometimes you're going to lose to a better team. That happens. But if it's because we gave in, we're soft, we didn't compete, we didn't get on the floor, we lost a 50-50 battle. Yeah. We didn't take charges. We got beat in the paint. We got beat up on the rebounding war. Um, we got beat in transition. That's not okay. I mean, and I'm not going to try to sugarcoat that for anybody in our program. I'm, I, if, it might be the, more, the most talented kids I might have to sit because I got some guys on the floor on the bench that's willing to do what those things that equate to winning. And that's what we're, we're, we're producing winners in our program. And you played for, I studied uh, what uh, you played for Coach Gilbert. He, I know he had, I love the story about him. You guys finished the game. You went back and practiced again. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but you know what? I honestly feel like that stuff is needed for kids. I think a lot of kids today, I, I don't think, I don't know if soft's the right word, but they're not being, not, not a lot of demanded of them. Are, are we not, are we not tough on players these days? Well, you know what, Coach Izzo says this, and I kind of adopted it, and, and, and he said, you know, a lot of people are always saying how the kids changed and, you know, they, they're softer and they're, they're this. And, and one of the things he said, which makes a lot of sense, has the kids changed or have the adults changed? Mm -hmm. And I think the adults have changed um, because when you look around and, and you see at, at practices and at little league games, you got little league practices is lined up with parents, and everybody is 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 out for their own child, not for the team, not teaching them, you know, how to be team players, and and the expectation. Everybody wants a a, a second place trophy. Everybody wants a sixth place trophy. You know, right. you know, we were taught you lose in first place, you're not first place. Second place really means nothing. You know, <laughs> I'm not. I mean, you. you in my opinion, we, we were taught that. And and I think we our expectations have gotten a lot. Society has allowed, mm -hmm. you know, kids to change because of, and allowed the adults to change because we, we've changed our expectations. You know, I, my parent, you know, for instance, if I, if I came home and said, my coach said something crazy to me, my coach would say, my, my parents would say, well, you must have did something to deserve that. Right. Okay? Now, if you know, the kid, if you say that was a bad play, the parent wants to meet with you. Right. Um, and so the kids realize and know that they can go to their parent when things are not going well, and their parent's going to stick up for them instead of saying, uh, you know what, you're not working hard enough. You know, you need to work hard enough, and, and I'm not going to get involved in this, and you need to figure it out. And uh, quitting is not an option. <laughs> 
And, 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 and until I think we get back to those principles, generations are, continue, are going to continue to get softer because the adults and the expectations of the adults are softer. And it's up to us as coaches to change that. I really do. Don't you feel like, I mean, we're accountable for that. Uh, one of my last podcasts, the, the, the guy, the coach was saying that um, one of his players, he, he kicked one of his players out of practice, which is normal. That happens. And his dad was there watching it. And the kid go, was walking. It's a great story. Kid was walking off and he said, dad, come on. Hey, they kicked me out of practice. Let's go. And his dad says, I ain't going anywhere. You're the one that was kicked out of practice. And he said that was the best thing that kid could ever get. It's like, hey, this is not on me. This is your thing. So I don't think enough parents are doing that. No, you don't. And that's why you have, in my opinion, you have so many kids transferring from different schools because they're running from something. It's, it's When they're not happy over here, they go to the next school. When they're not sure. happy, they go to the next school. And, and when is it, when has we have, as a society – decided that it's not okay to tell individuals when they're wrong. Right. Or to have expectations for individuals that we know that these players can meet. <laughs> That's our job. And, and we got to the point where we wanted to get away from the old school teaching, <laughs> but I'm an old school coach and I don't, I don't, um, I'm not embarrassed by it. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm based on old school principles. You earn what you get. You're going to respect adults. You're going to be a good teammate. And you're going to give everything you have, whatever you're doing. You're not going to have to do anything. You're going to give your best. Even if you're not good at it, <laughs> you're going to give everything you have. And we have changed as a society in those, those, those couple areas. Yeah, and that'll carry him through life, right, Keith? I mean, that'll help him more probably than any of the wins that you'll get. Um, but all those values, what you're teaching them, that'll a lot of times end up in a great team. I mean, that's, that's the whole – but it has to be done. So uh, you got a great formula there, Coach. I mean, I love what you're doing. Um, hey, yeah, hey, uh, just finish out. Give us coaches some advice. Um, any coaches building programs or coming into the profession – or maybe starting this year under this COVID craziness, what do you recommend for them kind of getting off to a positive start? You know what, it's tough on all of us in this COVID, uh, you know, situation, but uh, for any young coach that's, that's starting off, you know, and, 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 and I'm, I'm saying this to head coaches and, and definitely speaking to you, hire you staff and people that you can trust that are loyal to you um, even if they might not know as much about the sport, I think that can be taught. But loyalty goes a long way. If you're an assistant coach, you know, understand that everybody has a role. And as an assistant, you're there to, you know, definitely, you know, challenge, but also carry out the vision of the head coach. Um, you're going to be put in some, some very tough situations where parents are going to try to make comments about the head coach and, and different things like, of, of that nature. I say, you know, stay, stay solid, stay loyal to your coach, stay trustworthy, and learn um, as much as you can about your craft. Um, there's nothing more embarrassing and, and, and frustrating for me is to see a coach not prepared. Everybody feels as if they can do this job. And that's a slap in our faces of coaches that really takes it serious. Right. Um, and I, I think that it's, it's, it's important for anybody who calls themselves a coach to do your homework, study the game, and know what you're talking about. Get in clinics, ask questions. Don't be so prideful. I mean, we all learn from each other. Kevin, I've learned some things from you here today. Um, and, and I've been doing this a long time. We never to get to a point where we can't learn. And I just want every coach to understand that, you know, make sure that you coach everybody, be fair, 
um, don't don't give special privileges to your best player. Coach them the hardest, <laughs> um, because kids know that. Uh, also, make sure you build relationships with your kids. Um, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Uh, and also, you know, like I said, just build relationships with them. Care about them as a as a as a person before an athlete. Uh, teach them and treat them like you would treat your own. Uh, you know, and I always try to live by that. And I tell our assistant coaches and any coach that I hire, treat them like you would treat your own kid. Treat these kids like you would treat your own. Want for them what you would want for your own. Uh, and be fair and be an example for them. Be, try to build a relationship with your players that five years from now, they're coming back to the gym working out. One year from now, they're coming back working out. Um, they're coming back wanting to be a part of the program, build a fraternity, build a sorority. And that's what we try to build. Um, our, our former players are always welcome to a practice. They're always welcome to come back in the locker room after a game. Um, they're always welcome to call and give feedback because it's not just my program. It's your program. And it was built on the backs of a lot of individuals. And I want it to be always known that is no one is bigger than the program. I want the program, if something happens to me, this program carries on and, and, it, and it carries on because of the strong relationships and everything that we've, we've, we've built over the years. Coach, that's great advice. That last, that, that this last five minutes, I think if a coach can take notes on that, he's going to get off to a great start. I don't think enough coaches heed that particular advice. That's coming from many years of wisdom, right, Coach? I mean, you don't learn that overnight. <laughs> so, uh, we started as, as assistant coach, you know, and, and, yeah, and yeah. I, know, I know how that works. I know it started as a grad assistant. I know the role of that and, and, and just supporting and being a, being a, a resource and a support system for the head coaches. The head coaches, uh, people don't understand this. It's, it's lonely uh, and it's a tough job being a head coach. You know, when, of course, when you win, the kids, it's the kids. When you lose, it's the head coach. Right. <laughs> And so we, we, we have to be able to have people around us that, that we trust and, and, and people around us that, that really believe in our vision. Right. And you're always growing. I mean, you never think like, hey, this is, hey, hey I've done it. Right. You always got to be growing, ready to get better. Uh, I know a lot of coaches got better listening to you, coach. And I really appreciate you joining me. How can we get a hold of you? What's the best way that if a coach wanted to get a hold of you? Coach, I want to give you my cell number, coach. Um, it's 231-578-0622. 231-578-0622. Uh, Kevin, and I want to say to you, man, I think you're doing an outstanding thing here uh, with, with educating coaches and, and, and putting on these podcasts. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's good for our game. Um, there's a lot of, 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 of information that are that's that's given out in, in, in your podcast and uh, for you to take the time and to, to be a servant and to give back to the game like this is, that speaks volume about who you are as a person and you as a coach and we really appreciate what you're doing. Coach, I really appreciate that and I definitely want to get um, want to get you sharing with we I love to have the uh, our Georgia Coach Association kind of get you on because they, they've had one recently get you on a virtual clinic called the Georgia Coaches because you'd, be, uh, you'd be great for all us coaches. So uh, let's stay in contact. I really appreciate everything you're doing, Coach. Thank you so much. Have a great – and I wish you the, the best of luck. Uh, you too. Good, good luck this year. And, uh, look, please stay safe. Uh, this COVID-19 thing is real. And, uh, you know, hopefully you and your team and your family, um, you know, stay safe. And uh, we, we wish you success this year. Yes, yeah, you. you, Coach. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Hello, my name is Coach Charlie Miller. Headmaster Trainer with the TAC Basketball Academy in Dallas, Texas. I'm here to promote the upcoming Championship Vision Podcast Clinic Series brought to us by Coach Kevin Furtado from Lake Oconee Academy in Greensboro, Georgia. Coach Furtado is a well-respected, sought-after coach and found other coaches like him to share their best practices and secrets to success with players, parents, and teams. The clinic will provide two types of virtual clinics lecture style via Zoomcast, and on-court instructions with coaches and players. Again, my name is Coach Charlie Miller from Attack Basketball Academy, where we work with kids from third grade through high school in a positive and growth-oriented atmosphere 
that promotes a whole body approach to well-being. Our programs are designed not only to improve your child's ability on the court, but also to teach him or her valuable skills that will serve them throughout their lives. This is Mike May, creator and owner of Practice Planner Live Software. I'm excited about partnering with Kevin Furtado and Championship Vision Podcasts. We share a common passion of helping basketball coaches be more effective in their profession. With over 26 years of basketball coaching experience, I created Practice Planner Live with the purpose of saving coaches valuable time in creating efficient and effective practice plans. John Wooden once said, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. Practice Planner Live can take your practice planning to a whole nother level with tools and functionality that will maximize your team's ability to reach their potential.